Welcome to the Choice Magazine podcast, Beyond the Page. We're chuckling because I forgot to press the record button the first time. These things happen. Choice, the magazine of professional coaching, is your go-to source for expert insights and in-depth features from the world of professional coaching. I'm your host, Gary Schleifer, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today, truly. In, in each episode, we go, you know, go figure, beyond the page of articles published in Choice Magazine and dive deeper into some of the most re recent and relevant topics impacting the world of professional coaching. Exploring the content, interviewing the talented minds like Irene's behind these articles, and uncovering the stories that make an impact. Choice is more than a magazine. For over 21 years, we've built a community of like-minded people who create, use, and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their business. And of course, what do we all want to do, Irene? Make a difference with our clients' lives. Help make Absolutely. a difference. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Coach Irene Nazaro, who is the author of an article in our latest issue, Neuroscience and Coaching, Separating Myth from Reality. Her article is entitled, Autonomy, Competence, and Relatedness, the ICF Core Competencies Through a Psychology and Neuropsychology Lens. It's a very interesting article. A little bit about Irene, she's uh, got an MA, she's a PCC, and has been immersed in the study and teaching of psychology throughout her adult life and positive psychology for over a decade. So now you know why she wrote this article. She owns and operates Positive Advantage Coaching. She's also on faculty at Mentor Coach LLC, where she teaches, mentors, supervises, and assesses emerging coaches. What an honor that must be. This avoids her the chance to bring together all that she believes is good in the world, positive psychology, quality teaching, and the chance to journey with individuals, learning how to impact lives in a meaningful way, just like choice. Irene, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure, Gary. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, I, I was rereading the article, and then when I was updating myself on your bio, like I say, it's just uh, connecting the dots. So um, I know, I feel I know why you chose to write this article, but why did you feel it was important to write this article? I was preparing some information for our students, in fact, on the core competencies and came across these couple of articles that I referenced in this one that I've offered and is now being published through Choice. And it just struck me as information that could really help others to understand. Uh, I also, I'm a big fan of Richard Boyatzis' work. And I, saw I that in the article. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I read his book as well. Uh, the, the one that comes to mind that really relates is Helping People Change. Uh, he and others wrote the book, uh, to be fair. And uh, it just felt like, for me, that quintessential light bulb went on. And it it just brought together all of the uh, wondering and, and um, curiosity that I had, all the answers kind of fell into place as to really why the competencies are crafted the way they are and why they work, because mm -hmm. they do, mm -hmm. in my experience. And it just felt like a great um, curtain had lifted for me. And I wanted to share that. Um, and then, of course, Ryan and Desi's uh, work has been familiar to me for quite some time. 
Um, and I just also felt like their self-determination theory might be something that other people would benefit from knowing also as it really pertains to the core competence. Yeah. And, you know, and, and speaking of that, I don't want to pass over the opportunity to thank you uh, for doing that mapping exercise, which you did so well in the article by literally not just the core competency, but eight point one or yeah. three, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a legal document matching that. Yep. Uh, yeah, but yeah. for somebody like me, it, that that mapping, uh, just, you know, I can reflect on that and go and take a look. And you gave some great exercises, too, on what you can do to um, enhance your skill with those uh, competencies based on what you learn. Um, mm -hmm. So you talked about two theories, and this is called mm -hmm. Beyond the Page. What else would you like to say about which theory? Well, both of them, I think you know, we could certainly go a lot deeper on the, the piece from Boyatzis in particular, the intentional change theory that he refers to in this, in, in the article of his that I reference in my article, um, really sort of sets the stage for why we want to journey with clients as opposed to be that person who just throws the hints or the, you know, that, that, thinly veiled suggestion that we're, we're often so tempted to throw out in a coaching conversation and really let people come to their own realizations, to their own understanding, to their own greater clarity on what's important to them, why it's important to them, and how to best achieve what's important to them. That no matter how we slice it, that is the thing that elicits positive emotional activation. This, you know, he's got those two EEA. EEA and NEA. And that it's through that uh, eliciting that reaction that people are going to be much more inclined to take action, uh, to really be clear about what will work for them, as opposed to sort of with resignation, say, okay, I guess that might be the thing to do. You just see people light up and it's because they've gotten there on their own, ultimately through our well-worded questions, our curiosity, our holding up a mirror, all those things that we do well as coaches. Well, and I also want to add, Len, as you said and titled the article, the that is connecting to the 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 essence of autonomy for the client, competence, and relatedness. I'm going to quote one thing that you said in there. We are wired for connectivity and relationships under the relatedness. And I couldn't help when I read that think about the AI, artificial intelligence, and technology issue we had, where it's like, will AI take over human coaching? And it's like not as long as there's a need for connectivity and relationships. So here's another reminder of things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that, so that's, you know, that's the Ryan and Desi piece, although certainly Boyatzis makes reference to all of what we do centering uh, being, you know, at the very core of it is the, the relationship that we hold with our clients, right? Um, and, but Ryan and Desi, of course, really make a big deal of that as well, that, that we we aren't we don't ever do anything in isolation. I mean, when I I've taught positive psychology for a bunch of years as well, and when I would talk about the relationship piece, I would invite people to think about any 
significant event in their lives? And how many of them happened in complete isolation of other people? Well, and, and never. couldn't we wait to tell somebody about that event? So even if we did it in isolation, it's it has so much more joy when it's shared with someone else who can either have empathy, sympathy, gratitude, joy along with you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And as coaches, we, I think the piece that we add that's also significant in the relatedness piece that then adds to the confidence and the autonomy is to really champion uh, our clients' capabilities causes, all of those things really help them recognize where they already are strong and capable and invite them to leverage that. I mean, when you hear uh, about conversations that happen with people at work, you know, the, the direct report checking in with their manager and, you know, or the manager trying to help a direct report, it's really all about the gaps so often. And, you know, Ryan and Desi in particular speak so much about how we can really help people just catapult things forward by saying, but this is what's going well already. Mm-hmm. How about we launch from there and take advantage of that? Yeah, you said it quite well. Um, and referencing the article, uh, what else can you do to increase a client's sense of autonomy, but fit in any of them, relatedness, competence, right? How might Absolutely. you connect more deeply with your clients? How consistently do you celebrate your client's successes and acknowledge their, their unique contributions? And that's exactly it. It's like what we talked about. It's like you don't do these things in isolation. They're yeah. with the with joy and reverence, I would say, right? Absolutely. And yeah. coincidentally, they come from competencies eight and four, respectively. Oh, thanks, Irene. <laughs> of course you would bring that up. I really appreciate that. Eight and four, well, folks. Eight and four. Go look it up. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I, I think I should come out as a competency nerd. I think that's really <laughs> what I should call myself going forward, because that's how I feel about them. Oh, and I just feel that the competencies are, they have a, 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 they have a spirit, they have a life, they have, they're more than just, I've never found them to be just words on a piece of paper. Like you can play with them so much. I, I'm just so thankful that they were created in the first place and renewed, um, Gosh, that's almost five years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, any uh, profession, occupation that we respect and uh, appreciate for its contribution has a set of core competencies that guide it. It's just a natural thing to have happen. What I love about ours is that they're so practical. They're that's just so very practical, pragmatic, and, and practical. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I come out in the article right off the hop saying, <laughs> I admit it, I like the core confidence. <laughs> exactly. Well, I do too. Um, I want to ask you, you're a coach as well. Mm-hmm. How has this altered, inspired, changed your coaching, knowing these two theories? I mean, aside from the obvious, you know, just 
follow the yellow brick road, follow the core competencies, you know, you'll do fine. And these, these two um, articles that, and theories that were housed in those articles that I, that I reference have certainly helped me to understand, like I said, the magic of the core competencies when they're really taken in the spirit they were intended. Uh, so that's been a huge overarching thing. But to be more specific about it, anytime I'm tempted to say, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, but if they would just, you know, that, that phrase that sits in our heads when we start forgetting why we're there. And, you know, sometimes you get the client who actually says, but I just want your opinion, and, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. or I just want to know what you think I should do. And, and I, I mean, I just, it's every, it feels every day. It's not every day, but I have had a number of reasons for which I beg off and explain that really and truly you're, you're far more the expert around this than I could possibly be, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what happens is if I just remind myself that I'm basically taking away this person's autonomy by making a suggestion, exactly. I'm, I'm negating the confidence that they already have and have brought to this task. We just haven't found yet that thing that's really going to resonate with them. So we got to keep working on that. And that's how I tend to try and deflect it is to say, but you have the answers. And in and what often happens, I won't say it happens every single time, but it often happens that the client comes back around full circle to say, oh my gosh, yeah, I just wasn't asking myself the right questions. Yeah. And, and they, cause they get there, they get there. And you so know, these I, are, you know, this article really sort of supports why I need to bite my tongue and just keep, keep on the, the track that I know is going to work. That happens to be a theme today. People biting their tongues. It, came, it's <laughs> my, it was like, it came off of my supervision group this morning about biting their tongue and how much it hurts. And yeah. I'm going to add to that. And we were yeah. talking about riffing and how coaching is riffing. The word that's jumping out to me from the page right now is evidence. So when I'm struck with that, I I tend to do, because I'm like you, it's like I can't rob them of this. This is their moment right. of mine. Right. Is go back and look for, well, what would what what did you have you had this happen before? How did you handle it before? And then so I I reverse, you know, hit the reverse gear, go back and look at their lives, theirs, not mine, and then come forward again. And to your point, they usually think of something that they they weren't asking them, to your point, they weren't asking themselves the right questions. Absolutely. And that brings us back to the relatedness part, that in isolation, we can only do so much. As soon as we've got somebody bouncing back the ideas, the, the observations that are really relevant, because as coaches, we filter through all the extra stuff, right? right? We zero in on those things that seem to be most pertinent to the situation that inevitably the client loses a bit of track of because they, you know, the whole, to use yet another analogy, they can't see the forest or the trees they are in the middle of it. Um, right. So, so our relationship and, and because it's not rocket science often, right? When I ask a question, it's like, 
I, I had a conversation the other day with someone and, well, I just need to know if this model is going to work. And that was like, I was supposed to help them answer that question by okay. inputting. And I kind of laughed at the idea because it was a highly specialized area. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the vote of confidence. Let me be very clear about this. <laughs> I know nothing about this. Yeah, yeah. You know? So once we once we brought it back around to what do you already know? What is your gut telling you? What is, you know, all of those kinds of things that really boiled down to the essence of the question. You know, another one that I that I asked was, you know, who's in your circle that could be a resource to you around this as we were wrapping up. And all of a sudden, you know, I saw the I saw the client just light up. It's like, oh, my God, I never thought about that. Yeah. This person has just walked through this very experience. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Mentor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But again, just, you know, the 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 two minds working together in partnership. Yeah. That's the key point of this. The relatedness. Relatedness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Irene, thank you so much. Like just taking a theory, which could be dry and boring and bringing it to life like the core competencies are, has really opened given me a new lens to be thinking about when I'm robbing my clients of their autonomy, when I'm negating their competence and the power of relatedness, the, our relationship. And, you know, I don't get me wrong. I never take it for granted. However, sometimes I think they don't appreciate it as much as we do as trained coaches, because we're we're trained in knowing what our place and power and level and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And I just think, you know, both, both uh, pieces here really speak to just being that ally that yeah. we are, you know, just walking alongside is already huge uh, and, yeah. and really helps to uh, solidify that sense of, capability the confidence that the person has you know and, and all of the positive emotions that go with it I mean we, we we I just basically reference positive psych in passing but in truth I think you know the whole article speaks to how that bond makes a difference in such important ways just flooding that person's brain with those chemicals that make them feel like yeah I do have this I I can do this yeah and we can, they can. And it it's, I don't know, you know, it's obviously we can repeat ourselves over and over again, but it's in reflection. Like, you know, when they say it to us and we mirror it back or, or speak it back directly the same way and they go, I said that? Or, or, oh, I'm hearing something different when you say back what I just said, right? So yeah, there's, it's, it is such an amazing profession it really is. I never, ever, ever want to. Well, I'm joking lately. Some people are asking me, so, you know, because I'm of a certain age. Um, I know you're still way younger. So you oh, oh no. You got plenty no. of years, honey. Um, and and they're saying, when are you going to retire from your from your job? And I'm like, what job? I, 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 I'm not working. I'm making a difference in the world. You know, like in your article, the, the brain has the hearts this is this is a heart profession not not a not a nine to five profession right oh 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, enjoying this is the part that I, that I find most rewarding about the whole thing is just enjoying people's discovery of themselves and their oh, own capabilities. Isn't that amazing? It is. It's yeah. yeah. I, you know, don't tell anybody this, but I kind of feel like I should pay people to do this for a living. Right. <laughs> and the things we get from our clients and that we have to put aside for a while while we're talking. I know. And it's like, Oh, I just in your head. Oh, I just had that same experience. Okay. Shut up now. It's not your turn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Relatedness, you know, and yes, yeah. the things we learn are just, amazing um it's called beyond the page anything else that you were would have wanted to put on the page that you didn't last chance yeah um no i mean i i think dig into these theories more if mm -hmm. you know people are interested because they they're they're so there's so much more to them you know than than i was able to include i really just skimmed the surface um and, you know, I think the other thing that that does come up is that they both have to happen in the spirit of mindfulness, not just for us and being truly present in the coaching experience. But when clients want to take this forward, you know, how do I really live into now this great conversation we had and the findings that came of it, um, in particular, Ryan and Desi in, in their uh, piece refer to how important mindfulness really is as that starting point for everything. For us to be truly present and to really help clients flourish in in the span of our work with them but also for them going forward big yeah piece. yeah big piece and going forward without us i always hate when i am coaching relationships but yeah it's always linkedin yeah thank you so much irene um uh what what anything else you think our audience should do as a result of this you already said dig deeper as a result of this article in this conversation dig deeper into the theories you've put in some suggestions of what to watch for and what to do anything else come to mind no i think um you know there, i think that people are uh the type types who are self-determinants and will undoubtedly figure out for themselves what else they might want to explore or do differently to incorporate either of these theories or both of them and uh, and just really notice the difference that it makes if if in fact there's a change to be made in one's coaching practice to yeah. allow people really more of that self-discovery how how much more successful it is for the client and there's such a feeling of uh, gratification when you see the person make those strides you know Oh, no kidding. I'm going to leave you with a thought from one of my clients. And it was like, and I never saw this coming. We were coaching, coaching, coaching. And all of a sudden the client says, you know what? I, I've had such an increase in confidence since I started working with you. It wasn't even on the table as part of the conversation. Right. And they just right. brought it up out of the blue. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> but again, that's them recognizing their autonomy, their competency, using relatedness. A lot of the times about people getting related to other people, um, networking mm -hmm. in their inside mm -hmm. their organization or whatever it is they're working on. So, and and I, I think just to be to really put uh, a fine point on it, it almost never goes that way if we've somehow sort of slid into that 
<laughs> well, there is this thing you could do, or I have this thought that I wanted to share with you, you know, that sort of thing that it just, if they come to the realizations, to the awareness, to the answers on their own, it's always more powerful than if we exactly. try to suggest. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Irene. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you again for having me. Thank you so much for joining us for this Beyond the Page episode. Um, Irene, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, very simply, my first name dot last name, all lowercase, irene.nazero at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Awesome. Super easy. That's it for this episode of Beyond the Page. For more episodes, subscribe like you did to this one from your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple, all those great places. If you're not a subscriber, you can sign up for your free digital issue of Choice Magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the Sign Up Now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy the journey of mastery. Thanks again, Irene.